Sean Connor, David Mott, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say... Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad who chronicles the vanguard of hip hop at large. Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod. Rap, pop, pop. That was the dog pound here right on W Balls 187.4 on your FM dial. You're tuned into the biggest balls of them all, DJ Salt, T-Nuts. Hey, don't forget about my homeboy, Easy Dick, in the jack-off hour. That's happening at 12 o'clock tonight. Right now, we got some new Snoop Doggy Dog for that ass. This one is called The Shiznit. You're about to go downtown, bitch, right here on the station that plays only platinum hits. That's 187.4 on your FM dial. If you're licking, that's W Balls. Like a rabbit, when I take the Nina Ross, you know I got to have it. I lay back in the cut, retain my podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the dead bod rap pod. I am one third of your host, Damone Carter, aka Dim One. And if you want to know about doggy style, there's one guy you need to ask <laughs> <laughs> that's Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going, man? Oh, so good. How many times are we gonna do? Doggy style jokes? Doggy style jokes. Over, under right now is 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So every time. Taking take the over. Every time there's a shot opportunity. Yeah. yeah exactly. um, I will. A back shot opportunity. That's <laughs> two. <laughs> we will get into this, I'm sure, but this record came out at a very formative time for me, and it is extremely graphic at times, especially like the narration. Yeah. And it's just like you have to, like, you just know more coming out of it than you do going in, right? Just like doggy style. Dave <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ma, how's it going, man? Oh man, it's going good. It's going good. I'm more of a missionary guy. No, it's kidding. <laughs> I was stealing I stole Demon's joke off air. Uh, <laughs> open source, brother. How you doing? <laughs> doing well, man. Doing well. Love this album still. Yes. Loved it then, loved it now. Love it now. Uh yeah, it was it, this retro series has been so dope and thank you for everybody that's been tapping in with these episodes. Um I know this record like the back of my hand, but maybe hadn't run it top to bottom in a decade or Damn. maybe more. Like I couldn't really. Oh wow, think you don't listen to Doggy Style? <laughs> I do it. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's four. Um, just, oh, it's just slapping sounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Cool Keith record. Um, <laughs> cool Keith's best work. Yeah. No, I, I just kind of feel like some things are so ubiquitous. You don't really need to actually. Right. You don't have to, to go anymore. back to it, right? Right, right. Um, but you do because there's songs in here. You know, when you get outside of like the hits, hits, there's songs that are like, oh, that's right. I fucking love this. Song. Every song on this. Song. Yeah, I was gonna say the whole thing feels like a hit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's what I would call a perfectionist gangster rap, which is like Dr. Dre's. Yeah. Brand. Um, everything like, is like really he actually tight. let one leave the studio. Well, if the internet is to believe, be believed. Uh, he had pressure to. They had to pry it out. Wow. Yeah. Yes. He was pressured. I, re- I read the same it. stuff you did. It's pretty fascinating. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they gave him 48 hours or they were going to pull their orders. And they, as you can imagine, as literally the most anticipated hip hop record of all time, it had tons of pre-orders. Yeah. And they're like, if you're not going to fulfill these orders, we, we, we have to pull the album and get on a different schedule. And he was like, no. So he did all the skits in 48 hours and finished wow. the record. That's, that's the legend. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know if any of it's true. Well, it ain't no fun if. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the retailers can't have none. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just kind of thinking about, you mentioned it being one of the most uh, anticipated uh re- Debut albums. Of I all would time. say from the time Deep Cover drops right, to right. the this finally dropping at kind of the end of the year in '93. Yeah, that's how I remember it. Yep. And what's my name hitting while it was elite? I don't know if it was summer, but it was at least still nice out. Yeah, yeah. And maybe in the fall that would make more sense. I didn't research the dates too much, but 
people, myself included, were fiending for this. Same, same. Yeah, Once the video would, came out, it's like, what is this? Totally. Uh, when he like morphs into a dog, like right, it, absurd. It, yeah. So as you mentioned, Deep Cover, nineteen ninety two. It's it's part of the soundtrack to the movie Deep Cover. We first hear Snoop. His voice is cuts through everything. You've One never heard eight, seven. <laughs> yeah. Like so it's so sing song and so great. Yeah, his voice, uh, which you know we can talk about who are the most beloved figures, the most recognizable figures. Um, Snoop is right up there. And oh. it was it was from moment one. That's the incredible thing about it. It wasn't like the slow burn. As soon as people, I mean, obviously Dr. Dre was huge already right. in 92. The well, the, cr- the chronic, chronic really sets the stage. These are bookend albums kind of. Totally. It's just totally. like two, two masterpieces from the same creative team done pretty close. It's 92 and 93, right? They, yeah. they were yeah. running things. But, I mean, we're going to so talk about a lot of music in this series, but nothing changed the sound of music or what like the center of gravity of hip hop more mm. than more than these two records. Yeah, that's that's hundred percent true. And I it's hard to imagine an era without social media. I don't even quite remember how you knew it was coming out. Right. And the but the anticipation MTV for me, just like I was listening to a ton, watching a ton of MTV at that time. They Kurt were Loder. all over this. Kurt yeah. Loder, Tabitha Sorin, hey, uh, the, uh, the guy with the gap teeth. <laughs> John Norris. <laughs> Is that his name? John Norris. Oh, you know what I I'm think talking so. about? That sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds right. Um, th- uh, yeah. Just like e- everything G Funk was reported on. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, right, and the right. coming of Snoop's album was super heavily anticipated, and it's one of those things where I remember feeling like, "Wow, could he really? Could he really live up um, to the hype?" But I, I think it definitely does. Yeah, of course. Um, his boo boo's about to have his baby. <laughs> 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 you guys remember Serena Altschul? Ah, uh, that's where I was going. Serena Altschul. She was so pretty, dude. That yeah. was uh, she was by far the best one. Uh, <laughs> the MTV News people, the VJs, we could talk. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you taking the VJs? Uh, Daisy Fuentes. Okay. Okay. All day. <laughs> All Daisy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to remember his name to make the joke, but uh, um, fuck was uh, Dan Cortez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Good looking guy. The, yeah. he, he was the Mimbo in, in Seinfeld. In Seinfeld. Yeah. That is yeah. such a great Seinfeld episode. Yeah. But a little Ricky Rathman. Step off, no? George. <laughs> right. That's right. Me oh step off, Tony. That's right, because oh George was like into him, right? Yeah, like, totally. he thought he was the coolest guy. Crush. Yeah. Right. You uh, didn't think Doggy Style was gonna have a Seinfeld? Uh, <laughs> That's why you've never met me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll work it in anywhere, much Absolutely. like Doggy Style. Oh, <laughs> that's five. Um, super, so super heavily anticipated, as Nate mentioned. Dre and team are kind of on top of the world, and I think Doggy Style now lis- re-listening to it. Um, much more of a group project. Total than, group. Than oh, I totally. This yeah. is the Ensemble way I cast. it in my notes, and not to like monologue here, but like the the show is doggy style, right? And then they're the sequel, the direct sequel show, like the Frasier to its Cheers, is the murder was the case yes. full album. Yes, but yes. they're they're doing like sorry for the phrasing backdoor pilot <laughs> for Lady That's of Rage it. who's the first person, person you, hear you hear to rap on this yep. yes. and yep. and, and the last corrupt right. as the dog pound yep. and a little little teaser a little stinger of Warren G yeah 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 and, and all and those people went on to have huge albums except for I don't know if Rage is actually sold but it's like it's considered to be good and important her first line was like the whole she comes she's out great on it. I love she's it. great on it. Love it. She's like, so oh, great. Yes. That verse is so great. Yeah. Yeah. If that's yeah. the only thing she ever did in rap, she would be like a one verse legend. Yeah. Um, it's such a sign of the wh- how the campaign works so good. You hear Snoop talk in the intro where they're like playing Curtis Mayfield and mm-hmm. like sloshing mm-hmm. around in the bath. It's called bathtub. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then all these people come over and he's not mad about it. He's happy they're there. Yeah. It's a yeah. Very Does odd he have thing. a robe on? I yeah. was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Did he just hop out? Like what happened? And then. I don't know, and I couldn't find in, like, you know, ten full minutes of research if it's <laughs> actually George Clinton narrating it at the beginning. It is. That's, that's it my is. Yeah, that's right. yeah, He's I not believe. credited. I don't know if it's a label thing, but, like. Is oh, he not really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. As far as I could tell, he wasn't, up. and I'm sure I there's someone who okay. send me a screenshot where it's like, here, you idiot, and that's fine. But that, he, Snoop's not on, he's on Bathtub, but as an actor, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not on the intro, because nope. it's George Clinton and Lady of Rage, yep. and then he doesn't really even rap until gin and juice which is one of the greatest songs ever totally it's so there's so much confidence 
that he had already been introduced on G Thang, right, on right, Cover, right. on like you know the What's My Name video had already come out, yeah. so you, he didn't need to introduce himself on his own album. It's so Crazy. interesting. Totally, to it's me. like a purposeful unveiling. It was so sick, uh, and it feels it fe- when I listen to this record, it feels. Dre's masterminding is there. There's a lot of controversy as to how much was produced by Dez, how much was produced by Warren G. But Warren G. is famously said, like, you give a beat to Dre and then he takes it to the next level. Right, right? yeah. And his orchestration in not, like, overexposing Snoop on this record, pure genius. Genius. Like, Snoop maybe has two songs where he does all of the the rhyming. Lottie Dottie. Yeah, Lottie Dottie, which yeah. is a, an amazing cover. Of course. Um, Such a weird beat. I listened to that beat a ton so this good, week. Though. There's so much stuff going on. And it's so interesting because the original Lottie Dottie is as minimalist as a song can right, be. Right, it's just right. like Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh and like just it's Beat so interesting. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of flash back to our conversation with uh, Tash of the Alcoholics in that Snoop Dogg is a fan. He's definitely informed. He name oh, checks yeah. Bismarcky. He's doing Lottie Dottie, which at the time, for um, I think for some folks, was like kind of what? Like if you were just into gangster rap, oh totally. Lottie Dottie wasn't necessarily in your wheelhouse of songs that you would right. know about, but of course I did, and I was like, oh shit, he's right. he's that guy. Yeah, like he's into rap. He's on bridging that the eras. He's paying totally. homage. Then he was accepted so quickly into just being a part of hip-hop and like almost like a spokesperson for hip-hop, totally. that it's super, super dope that he did that. Yeah, and it, and it comes off. There aren't too many rap covers. I can only think of two. Like, Lottie Dottie um, is definitely... But the other one would be um, uh, Black Star doing Children's Story. I was going to say Feral Munch doing ah. I would say Charisma doing Vapors. Oh, <laughs> so there's four. Um, there, there's, there's, there's covers. Yeah. There was that whole covers project where like... Um, Wu Tang guys did sucka MCs. It's called like in the beginning. There yeah, was rap. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it, it's a it doesn't the genre doesn't lend itself to covers for reasons of authorship. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. But this is a good cover, and for many people, myself included, it's the first version of the song you ever heard yeah. that you heard. Oh, yeah. interesting. So I, okay. I'm. You were introduced to I'm, it. I'm by probably it. 12 years old when this comes out, right. and so right. I didn't know that much about hip hop. I was like, or I, I kind of went very quickly from <laughs> being into like Fresh Prince to like being into Snoop Dogg. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It's just like I, it, this was like a very eye opening in a lot of ways. But um, that those little nods are really, really important. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think that the idea of bridging the gap and and pre stupid coastal war. Kind of bridging right. the coast, right? Kinda, yes, kinda totally. Starting the whole thing off, kind of, but like, like, what did Luke Campbell do? To I was that was my next question. So in the in the first track, uh, Luke catches strays. They were having a beef well, going it, back. Gin to and Drake. juice, right? It's like it's a uh, no, no, on no. A, uh, what is it? Sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, he, I had that in my notes too. I got another. I got another bitch. What's her name? It's Luke. Yeah. So I make like, hits every single day. Like that it's that song. Um that like I'm like, I don't know what and like he talks about the gap teeth in his oh, mouth. No, no, no. It's on the shin and juice. It's on the shiznit. Oh, the shiznit. oh I, I love which, the shiznit. Yeah, which is uh the fourth song. So Luke was catching strays going back to Dre Day. Right. If you remember, I like do. They, yeah, uh, they, they. But do you it. know what incited that? I forget. Okay. I feel like I knew at a time, yeah. and I was aware they were beefing, but I don't know. I, I'm the, like, this song is so good. Yeah. The main thing that's remembered about it is not these disses. Yeah. yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. minor, like yeah. the shiznit. If we're we'll get into jazz. that, like falling melody in the shiznit. Dude, it's so good. I love this whole album so much. For the record, yeah, kind of quintessential. West Coast G-Funk, uh, produced to perfection. And I feel like um, Gin and Juice, again, sometimes a song is so ubiquitous, I don't know what to do with it anymore. I think Gin and Juice has been played at every single party I've ever been to. <laughs> and it certainly has been played at every party I've ever thrown. You can you could play the intro for two seconds. Yep. yep. Maybe a yep. second and a half. Yep. And yeah. you would know exactly what the fuck that song was. Totally. Like, that there aren't a lot of songs like that, but I found that like I'm not quite sure what to do with it anymore. Like if it's 
it's obviously an amazing song, but I don't know how to rate it anymore. So I kind of it's a ten, dude. Just yeah. give it, give it up. It's like it's like when we did our Fuji's episode, and I was like, I think I'm ready to like re- push back on the Fuji. Score's not that good. Then I listen to it, I'm like, sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, I did that yeah. all week with this record. I'm like, I'm, I'm having trouble finding flaws. Yeah, it's such a good record. I I was just getting chills when you were talking about Gin and Juice because I remember thinking Snoop was the coolest person in the world when he's sitting in his porch in the hockey jersey getting yeah. his hair done. Yes. I'm like, that's a cool person. He, totally. That's, he was the coolest He looks person. so fucking cool. Totally. Yeah. No, it was, and I think, again, just like in a lot of these 90s conversations, the videos play a, a, a part, right, in like the G-Funk oh, cinematic yeah. universe, right? These images, when you're going even back to um, nothing but a G thing, the imagery that's there. So Doggy Style kind of picks up on that. Volleyball game. <laughs> I, I'm not into guns, but like for one day, I'd like to be barbecuing with like a gun in the small of my back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like a, a squirt gun, maybe. Yeah. But you like, just like uh, got some portobellos on the grill. Yeah, with like, with like a gun. <laughs> I, I want that for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, can, we can make that happen. Thank you for supporting my dream. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, our jams. Let's. We, it's even hard to be like. Let's set aside the I huge know. hit because they're all huge. They're all huge hits, all huge dude. Hits. Uh, Dave, what is if you had if I gave you the aux cord right now, man, um, and you don't pay for YouTube, so I wouldn't. But <laughs> man, that's some homie shit that you know that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I've been to your crib listening to commercials. So to you. That's my workout mix. Yes, um. but uh, what would be what if you had to pick one? What would be your jam? All right, I I, would, I was thinking about this as sort of my like um, understated cut on here, and it and it kind of ties into what you were saying earlier about like. I don't know. I think this is probably the most East Coast sounding song on mm. here, which is Pump Pump. Oh, interesting. And it, it, it remi- okay. the the Pump Pump kind of reminds yeah. me of um Road Road to the Riches, the Pump Pump. Oh, oh. I never you know. know about that. That's and, cool. I and like this that. is sort of the least sort of G funky sort of you know uh, song. Um, it's probably the most minimalist one on here. So good call. Also, the birth of Snoop doing fake in Jamaican, <laughs> <laughs> which would be realized on the Snoop Lion. Snoop Lion, Lion yes. Which we've agreed. Don't yes. exist. Right. Nate. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, my jam, and it's probably because I'm a little older at this point, but like the song I enjoy listening to the most nowadays is Doggy Dog World. Okay. Because it has the fabulous dramatics. Right, right. It's such a good song, and it's everybody so comes good. off so good on it, and the video was so great. Yes, and that, yeah. that song just makes me happy, and like, you know. Like, my parents didn't listen to this. I'd probably say, ain't no fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they will sneak an episode every once in a while. And I don't want to paint with that brush. Don't listen to ain't no fun. Uh, uh, blocks, but, like, it's, uh, I just think that that is a classic song. It could have come out at basically any time yeah. previous, you know, when people still did stuff like that. He he paid the dramatics. Yeah. How great is yeah. that? Wow. I, love, I love reaching yeah. back like that. Like, that's another, that's, like, further than Slick Rick. He went all the way. Right, right. right. And unlike so, Ghostface, he didn't get them in a shootout. I have to say, you guys know <laughs> <laughs> you guys know how I feel about skits, but all the skits on this because they directly lead into the songs right, right. and are thematically right. on like resonant with them. Mm-hmm. It's like when he's like, "Bitch, you without me is like Hal Melvin without the blue nose." <laughs> right, and right. it's like it's not Hal Melvin and blue nose that comes out. It's the dramatics, but it still makes sense and totally. it's still such a funny thing to say. And right. it's something I've had in my head for thirty years now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's yeah. just like, and, the, and like this is the kind of music listener I am slash was. It's like. Who are who is Hal Melvin? Yeah, and I'm right. like, oh, it's yeah. Harold Melvin in the yeah. Blue Notes. Okay, I need to go find out what that is, right? right? right. So every little time to do that. So that is my current jam. They've all been my jam at some point or another. Totally, yeah, every, totally. I, I have to say, can I can't really talk about it because this is recorded and people hear me. But like N words and B words. Like that is such a good song. Ninjas and Britches. That is, su- it's like it just like That's my mind was blown by how well put together that song is. How tight the singing is and the hook is like just how everybody comes off so great on their verses. It's just like it's such a good song. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches on this it record. Um, embarrassment of bitches. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna, um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like. Um, if I can't pick Doggy Dog World because Nate took it from me, uh, I would go with the Shiznit. I love the Shiznit. Yeah, I think because where it lands on the album, um, it's like you get your first, like Snoop really gets into it. Like this is him kind of lyrically showing up. Yeah. Um, which Snoop is a, is, a, is a rapper, right? Like he's not. 
he was, was rapping his ass off on this thing. He's right. rapping his ass right. off on this, and I think the Shiznit is a great kind of showcase for him. Uh, rapping, rapping, not super misogynistic. It's more about him and talking shit about Luke. Um, but I was just struck by how smooth the production is mm-hmm. um, and how Snoop has so much presence. There's a lot of talk. I couldn't find anything definitive. A lot of talk about DOC pinning parts of this, which seems totally plausible, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. Snoop's delivery is world class. Totally. Thirty totally. years later, still holds up. You can't say that for necessarily everybody, right? Right. right. Um, so yeah, Shizit for me. It's a, a it's interesting song. because of how much of a character he's become when he was. This is when he was still taken extremely seriously as, as a, a rapper. rapper. He was like yeah. changing rap. Yeah. yeah. His his sing songy thing was off the charts. He sounded menacing. He sounded yeah. scary. He sounded fun and cool. He sounded like a teenager. He sounded like an old man. Yeah, right, he was just yeah, right. he was such a compelling vocal figure. I do not care if he wrote every word. Totally. I, yeah. I actually, no. No. Not me. N- knowing what we know now about the kind of. Um, uh, committee structure that was going on back then, he probably didn't, and like yeah, literally, who cares? Yeah. yeah also, yeah, doesn't get enough credit for the uh, sort of versatility versatility of his voice. You know, he does a mm-hmm. D O double G thing, and then and then he kind of does this thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. totally modulation. Yes. Um, yes. Also, uh, this idea of inserting character into it. So, a lot of the guys that did character in the early '90s. Sounds a little ridiculous. Like, um, his was the one that, like, people were like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you have character and inflection um, in your voice, but not sound goofy um, at all. No, he sounds he sounds joyful on this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And smart um, and cunning. Killing it. If, if we had to take off, I guess, what's my name? What's your jam for the normies, mate? Uh, that's a good question. I'm sure I wrote something. That's down. a hard one. What I love what's my, my name. I know, me too. Um, the jam for the normies is, I think, gin and juice. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's just like everybody yeah. could get into that. It's like it's just a classic party song. It's a classic LA song. It's yeah. a classic alcohol and weed song. Right. It's <laughs> just <laughs> like combo deal. Um, and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. <laughs> it's just like everybody loves that, dude. Right. Nah, you could play that at a too. like conference for Salesforce or like a, <laughs> a, a bunch of teenagers now at a house party Absolutely. and they would have fun and like Absolutely. you can bump it in the car it's, and it's just such a good song. Here's here's the real question though, and Dave, as our alcohol expert, <laughs> gin and juice actually not that good. Oh, oh, you mean the drink? Okay, because of the botanicals, especially the juniper in gin. It should hardly be mixed with anything, right? Like Especially some fucking water. citrus, right? Yeah, like, yeah. totally. Yeah. Right. So totally. when having heard it and it was such a big thing, it's kind of like oh, we all made the same mistake, dude. Totally. Keep, yeah. keep talking. I, we I, all did. I this. think it just works as an alliteration, but like, come on, gin and juice, come on. I, I well, I whiskey think and was, water, yes. But I gin was, and juice, no. That's his doggy style. That's what we'll be sipping on Jameson and ice. It's kind of the thing about I've never had brass monkey, but I imagine at a time, right? It was really cool just to get it. So yes, I did the whole thing of like, we're going to have gin and juice. And I'm like, right. yeah, this is fucking awful. Totally. Jesus. So he made a great song about a horrible drink, um, which I guess has been done a couple I, times. I had these history. friends. I won't name them, but we. this is the kind of white boys we were. And the, this was their thing more, but I participated in it many times. And they're like, okay, everybody, like, we got at the party. We all have our solo cups. And, like, we're right. underage, of course. And, like, they're like, all right, I'm going to do a toast. And we're like, we're doing toasts at, like, a high school party? <laughs> And they'd be like, G's up, hose down. If that bitch can't swim, she bound Bet to drown. Down. And then we'd all drink. And I'm like, this is kind of embarrassing, but I do remember it very fondly. And you're like, chill out, Kurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've had one girlfriend. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Um, yeah. That's hilarious. Like, I remember because of this, like, it, more of the chronic, but because of this telling my dad I wanted a, an Impala with yeah. buttons on it. Same. He's like, huh, that was kind of a cool car when I was a kid. That's what yeah. you guys are into? And I'm like, yeah, it has to have Dayton's. Right. What is that same, exactly? Same. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, exactly. I think my, it's rims. My yeah. friend Brent used to bring lowrider magazines to school and stuff like that. And, yeah, I would tell my parents that, my immigrant parents, that I, <laughs> that I want a fucking lowrider yeah. with Dayton's. Like, get the, the fuck out of here. same guys who I'm not naming, but anyone who I was friends with back then would know exactly who I'm talking about. They, they went to Valley hydraulics. Christian High School. They, one of their dumbass white boy Valley Christian High School friends got hydraulics on an oh old God. car, oh and my God. it destroys the car. 
Uh, totally destroys the car. I used to know a dude who had like he was a lowrider guy, and he was like, "This is the worst thing that like, you could ever do." Like he's like, "I have to do these shows to make money for this fucking car because it's a money pit. This is super dumb. Don't ever do it." When you're in eighth grade in middle school, that's the coolest shit you've ever seen. Your car <laughs> it, it hops. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's the coolest. Uh, shit. Your car hops up and down. So it's kind of like we got exposed not only to a musical innovation, but an aesthetic. And a lifestyle. Um, a lifestyle, a perceived lifestyle. That's a good of, point. Of LA. Um, interestingly, Snoop, during the recording of this, um, gets a murder charge. Uh, dude, it's yeah. crazy. It insane. is insane. It was on It was on uh, the cover of what? Like Time or Newsweek or something? Totally. I remember being in the supermarket yeah. with my mom, dying to get this album and being like, this guy's on the newsstand. Mom, don't look out. at this. Yes, Can we go exactly. to the warehouse after this? Totally. Sound good. Um... It's amazing how much Snoop was the protagonist of hip hop. He was like the main character. Yeah. And in, of all the good things and all the bad things yeah. at that time, his life was so intense. That's I think that's part of the reason why I don't begrudge him his cooking shows no, no, and no, his no. his um, hosting of weird game shows I don't on fucking him at weird all. networks I never heard of. Yeah. It's like you came through the ringer and you came through with like grace. Kind of, totally, yeah, which totally. like you yeah. just don't say about a lot of gangsters, and uh, just a good sense of humor about himself. Totally. I feel. Um, I mean, he. I think. I think he quickly transcended rap. Like my grandma knew who he was. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's one of these people that, like, as a as a figure, as a personality. So it's it's very interesting. It's almost hard to imagine. He was literally on trial for murder. Yeah, like, he's crazy. Insane. Yeah, and so when he you should hear, be on a tour, right? Like, and when you hear insane. murder was the case, and um. It's it's a kind of a low budge video. Maybe that's my skipper these days. Murder was the that's case. That's a little over overdone. Like uh, kind of like gothic. Yes. Kind oh, of. Like I love doom, that one. Doom. What I was gonna doom. ask is I I can't remember the chronology. Um, it has the bell that's also in Hail Mary. Right. Yes. Um, yes. And I I can't remember which one comes first. Right. Um, this is well before Hail Mary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. He was on This is the like, uh, it's not Brenda's Got a Baby, but it's uh, strictly for my... For my ninjas. Yeah, that, um, would, that would be the equivalent Tupac album. So I, I feel like he was on the precipice of being like, shine. Like, he could have done an extended right. fucking prison sentence. Yeah. He has the dopest album out ever. Yeah. Um, but he's also kind of like facing this thing. So, I mean, maybe I'm like revision, hist- you know, revisionist histrionically doing this thing, but... Somehow that tension is there. You know what I mean? Like it seems. Yeah. I was talking it, to my cousin about this. The tension of the '90s on a gangster rap record felt real. Yes, like it wasn't just posturing. Like, like the oh, FBI right. really did totally. try to shut NWA down. down. They right. didn't like right. post about it on social media. Right, right, they, like, right. Came to the right. show and raided shit. Right, and that's the legacy that this is directly in. I just I was looking for the right place to throw in this awesome piece of trivia, but in the liner notes, which we'll talk about this, the CD liner notes of this album are insane it's way more of that comic you know what i'm talking about yeah i own the tape the girl farts at one point yeah it's just crazy um he thanks mr dwoskin his probation officer in the thanks shout out to mr dwoskin wow that had to be tough right like he's recording at death row studios if you're on parole you're getting bottled man like you're you're peeing in a bottle like you have to show that you're actually not smoking weed and now he's on parole so he made the sober then right it's got to be i don't know or what about the weed was like super cool about it i don't know okay (laughs) having known people who are on parole like you can't fuck around right you have to check in you can't be on drugs that's the album's unsung hero Uh, (laughs) right how would hip-hop history be different right Right? absolutely like if he was taking out the game so 15 less great songs right absolutely wow um so let's talk about uh i don't know are there skips dude kind of kind of kind of skipless dude yeah i mean i, I listen to the whole thing now i i probably would skip murder was the case on some listens cuz like once you've heard the story it's kind of it's kind of dumb but then i had the I still whole like the song, other album where they yeah. did they made a whole universe around murder i love was that the case, album too so yeah. yeah i'm not like i'm not saying it's a bad song at all but if i because I know it so well, I could you you could skip like the major ones. Like it's like a thing yeah. you're talking about, yeah. Damone, Where like I know it so well, I want to get to the lesser right. cuts, kind of. Right. right. Uh, to yeah, to, it'd be hard for me to be like I'm gonna listen to what's my name and here's and just so I can have my own heel turn and be slightly blasphemous. <laughs> um, I think that song 
is actually one of the lazier cuts. Because it's, it's so reliant on the Atomic Dog. On the Atomic Dog. But Atomic uh, Dog is so great. It is. It is. And you can't go wrong. But I do know what you mean. It's just a good flip. It had been done a bunch of times. There's people who did it better. I have a whole Dim's Gems playlist about Atomic oh, Dog samples okay. that you should tap into. Um, and I didn't include this song because I think this is like... Too obvious. It's too obvious. And it feels like we need a first single. Let's mm-hmm. do. I thought there were much better. But if your goal is to introduce the guy, how about the song where you say his name ten thousand times and he, he stands true. on top of that sign and that's true. Like that's true. Meeting the that's whole true. community and the that's thing. True. It's so Snoop tight. and Jay Z are the king of songs about their name. Yeah, like they they do that better than anybody else. So I get it. And Jay Z who? <laughs> Jay Z what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so I, maybe, maybe that, um, I don't love it. Pump Pump as much as Dave does. I like Pump Pump. I uh, I think that's that's the outlier on the album. It's, it's a little bit different. Nate, would you have any like really perceivable skip on this? No, not really. I mean, I might skip some of the skits, but the skits on here are so great. Even before, like the second we walked in. Your house to record today. We were making W balls jokes. Totally, yeah. it's just right. Like, it's totally, such, it's totally <laughs> iconic. W balls is like the twenty dollars sack pyramid yes. of this album, oh, where it's like yes. an iconic skit. So right. I wouldn't skip that. I might skip the bathtub. Okay, yeah. it's like okay. let's, let's yeah. get going here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're probably right, but uh, okay. Here's another. There's a couple things about this. There's another one of these songs. I don't remember if it's in the bathtub thing. I think it's in the intro to another song where like. They're like, oh, Snoop Dogg went off with that big booty girl. And yeah. then they list the sexual acts in, like, extreme detail. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, he's probably getting his asshole chewed out, <laughs> balls licked up and down. And I'm like, it was, like, very, like, Scott LaRock saves them all. He's a super yeah. ho energy. Yeah, right. Where, like, you're talking about your friend's sex stuff in just right. a weird way that I've always Which found weird. Which never happens. Uh, people having sex. Uh, <laughs> That's what they've no. been telling me for 42 years, bro. No, no I'm just I, kidding. I would never uh, talk about your sexual exploits. That's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? That's like, why that's it's weird. weird. And then oh, this getting his ass chewed out. I, I know it. I just know it. Yeah, let's all that's talk about me. it. Yeah. Um, it, this is the other weird. I have one of these for every retro album. I never noticed this when I was a kid. I never noticed it when I was in my 20s listening to this a ton. I noticed it when I'm 42 listening to this, mostly at the gym or walking to work. Snoop doesn't talk about how big his dick is on here, but he talks about how big his balls yes, are like yes. four or five times. Yeah. Right. He right, has yeah. the biggest sack. Yeah. And it's just like, is it like a medical issue? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Elephantitis? <laughs> it's funny how often it comes up. Oh, and I know hilarious. I know like having balls is this like album's also a cry for like, help. Also yeah. like, you know, being brave or yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, not not like someone to fuck right. with, which right. like he like kills a guy for his girlfriend talking to him at one point right, in this right, album. Right. He has balls in that way, clearly. But he talks about like the actual physical largeness quite a few times. Yeah. It's where believable. You, where you're like, hey, get that checked out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we, we care about you. Is one bigger than another? Is there yeah. any growth? <laughs> like you really need to be careful. So that's it. Uh Nate, ever observant. Um <laughs> what's what's the three song run from this album? You gotta pick and you can only pick one. I, I have one. Okay. Uh, who am I? N words and B words into ain't no fun. Whew, Pretty gosh. unfadable. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. I think Dave. you can just lob darts and whatever fits with whatever, this album. Whatever. Um, I would go Shiznit, Lottie Dottie, Murder Was the Case. <sighs> I like Murder Was the Case. Yeah. I. I mm, how about this? Just to keep it spicy. You're doing gin and like, juice three times. Or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ain't No Fun, and let's talk about how terrible and horrible that song is politically, but Ain't No Fun, Doggy Dog World, and G's and Hustlers. Yeah. Um, Amazing. When he has a skit where he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Totally. That skit is so good. So good. Dr. Dre seriously could have been like a Foley artist. Yeah. Or like a sound designer right. in the movies, yeah. like totally. it sounds like a fucking classroom. It sounds right. like a classroom in totally. Long Beach totally. in the eighties. Totally, like yeah. it's, it's and the so dia- good. The dialogue right. works. Usually, skits fall apart because the dialogue is either unwritten or unthought right. about carefully. Totally, and so it's interesting because I would have attributed a lot of this in the NWA era to Ice Cube. Who right. literally went on to do movies? Right. Right. Ice Cube is out of right. the picture at this point. Right, and Dre is still delivering all the things on here. Deeply misogynist as they are, yes, they are, are so well put They're together. They're so wrong. I mean, um, school of Prince Paul, kind of. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like people, people throw word, 
throw around the word cinematic, you know, typically if they're like strings or, yeah. or just things that sort of lend themselves to like scores and musical scores. But this album is so cinematic, dude. It is. Yeah. It feels like a movie. Totally. It feels like you're watching a movie from like the splashing in the bathtub right, with the right. Curtis Mayfield right. to the, the classroom thing we're talking about. That how uh, The way that song starts with the little um, lullaby melody. Yes. And then, and then that then hard yes. guitar hit. Yeah, so hard, dude. It just it sounds so great. It's totally. just so it's so well done. Um, yeah, it's, I I think and we underrated. we've talked about. I can't remember what like one show we talked. About. Oh, I think the corrupt episode. Yeah, yeah. We you were the we one d- who we, asked him about. Yes, that. we talked about ain't no fun like very extensively. You're like, so did like, that long? Did that line change your life or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he yeah. Said and he's did. like, I'm glad you asked that, Nate. Yes, I'm like yes, did. yes, it did. Corrupt was fucking with Nate. Nate dog for the real. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was one of the I best. I love that for Best moments of my life. Like little 13 year old Nate was super happy that day. Um, yeah, um, Ain't No Fun is, like, a great song. It's, it's a, a terrible song. subject matter, but, like, it will so, fuck so shit I was up thi- at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this in terms of if you were to think of the most misogynist songs of all time, I think about things like dog shit. I think about right. things like um, Ice Cube talking about using a coat hanger. Mm-hmm. like Ball-headed hose. Ball-headed mm-hmm. hose. Ain't no fun. I'm listening to some of my favorite songs. I know. Totally. And I consider myself a very nice person. <laughs> Ain't no fun is the most misogynist song that women fuck with. Totally. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, totally. I know feminists that know every fucking word. For sure. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't yeah. make it. You know. I think in some ways, I was. Gonna you know the Chris right. Rock skit, right? How it's like. Yeah. Yeah. They're not talking about me. I kind of feel like was that the first Nate Dogs huge thing? No, he's on the Chronic too. He's on the Chronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he really kind of came into his own on that one. uh, Just so amazing in terms of how the song is put together. Everybody understood the assignment. It's a horrible assignment, but like corrupt comes through, and everybody is like on point with. And what I loved is there was a radio version of this song. Which was like, if corrupt loved it, yeah. I always be. I never have no mother. In the, the, I get loked in Looney. Every, every, every time Kevon Looney comes in the game, I'm, I always oh, think, nice. I get loked in Looney. Nice. Nice. Um, Kurt, you can't do me. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those things where I think in the present, um, we are challenged with what do you do with shit that is both wrong. And flawlessly executed. You listen to it when no one else is home. (laughs) (laughs) And by no one else, you mean your wife. Yes. Um, Yeah, but definitely want to flag it. When we had, we we talked to DJ Yellow, we did a whole NWA episode. You have to couch these things in um, the context of the time, which was shitty for women. Like, we talk about scaring the hoes music now. Right. The things that were going on in the early 90s were just... Like, uh, so beyond the pale. Uh, like abusive totally. to the hose. To- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nate LeBlanc, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and, and even, the, like, the skits and all of that. So it's like, would I play this when my girlfriend is around? Absolutely not. Um, or any woman in my life that I cared about. But at the time... It was not a big deal. Right, right. We, was totally I was, not a big I deal. hung out with my parents for a long time yesterday, and they were talking about... Um, screen time and uh, my niece their granddaughter wanting to listen to what my mom was calling like shake your ass music like Lizzo was the person she Mm -hmm. specifically referenced and I was like mom my (laughs) sister and I listened to whatever we wanted our entire lives you guys had no idea what we were listening to and we're fine I was like I was was basically like let her listen to whatever she wants if she wants to listen to Lizzo that doesn't mean she's going to become whatever you like it doesn't extrapolate out the way that you Maybe someday she'll get paid to talk about it to thousands of people. You don't know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And they they were like, no, no, no. We were monitoring what you were listening to. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. You weren't. You did the Ray Liotta laugh. We had stuff we listened to together, (laughs) like the family music. And I always had my own music. Right. And I think you guys know me well enough to know that, like, I've 
been like a music fiend my entire life. Right. And they were like, how? And I was like, I had a clock radio yeah. with a cassette player. I had a Walkman. I had a, walk I had a disc man. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's like I had headphones. I had like after you guys left. I had like after, you know, I was just like I would go around the side of the house and listen to cassettes on like yeah. before I had the clock radio. You know those ones it was like meant to record like lectures and stuff? Yeah. I had yeah. a cassette hand player like, like that the, with a little handle. Yeah, I'm do yep. I keep doing the hand motion of yeah. the, the they handle. You're listening to Jackson Brown. In the Exa- exactly. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was running on empty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like listening to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, no, no, and and, and it, it didn't make me hate women. It made me aware that there were people who hate women. Oh, of course, of course. It, it's that classic argument, which I've, I think I've moved on the spectrum over the years. That actually, raising three kids like changed my perspective of on it. Of course, you have a daughter, bro. Yeah, like it yeah, changes the whole yeah, fucking thing. Right, right, right. I feel like music doesn't influence behavior in the way that people who don't listen to this music it's not think direct. it does. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a one to one. Yeah, not. It's not meaningless though. I agree. It's, it's not, not meaningless. It's not meaningless. It's what not you meaningless. put inside of you matters. R- rattles around in there, and you have right. to reckon with it. And and right. as I watch, right. you know, my, my son makes music that is in step with what's going on right now. And I go, and me and uh, Open Mike Eagle were talking about this with about our kids. It's like, ooh, some of the lessons we should have learned in the 90s were actually not learned. Right. Like, some of these things are still prevalent in the culture. So a song like Ain't No Fun... I'm in a better place to appreciate it as a piece of music of because course, I can of also hold that, like, we probably shouldn't make that song For sure. anymore. I mean, this is no excuse, but it was so it was so commonplace, though. Yes, and, and I don't think, like, those songs are, like, direct fucking statements. No, you know it, what I mean? It, it, it's just, it was part of the zeitgeist. It was, right. it was what was floating around at that time. And things are a little bit different nowadays. But I'm like, if you're going to make a horrible misogynist screed, Make it funky. Yeah. Like, yes. like, yeah. like, yeah. like nail that shit. Just have and it like, be super fun and yeah. fun to sing. This and like isn't super a spoken word piece called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or some like lazy, lame that's just using the B word to like prop up something dumb. They were at the height of their powers. They made this song. Um, and I think it's one of those things that we shouldn't necessarily like cancel it or put it I, in a I thing agree. of not like. Listen to it and, and like grapple with that shit. Like yeah. I'm, I'm always kind of like, you guys don't love women. Even at the time, I right. was like, right, you right, never right. loved a girl, right, right. right. yeah, yeah. Do you, you, things can be challenging and enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Absolutely. Do, do you guys ever watch vines when you were when absolutely. they were out, or do you yeah. ever watch Vine yeah. compilations? compilations? Now? I, there's one that's on all the compilations, and it's like this dude with a guitar, and he's like, I love you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never gonna stop loving you. Bitch, and me and my wife say that to each other all the time. And that's it just, hilarious. That's like a, that's an so aside, cute. but it's like that is. It, it's like if you took the you crystallize down the message of most of these yeah. misogynist songs. Yeah. Like they're not like screeds of hatred. They're like, uh, kind of nuggets of complicated interpersonal things refracted through this lens of like the the blatant misogyny of the time but they're not without love right 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 it's weird it's, it's yeah. all in there it, well i um i remember jeff weiss wrote in that ghostface article um and he was like um ghostface the most misogynistic and the biggest protector of women right you know what i mean totally. same, both can exist yeah. right yeah. right save me dear right right versus uh right. rappers want me dead but they're scared to step to me rip my guts out like a hysterectomy <laughs> Uh, I think uh, now with women having more agency and, and, and how, you know, they are talked about in rap and there's more women voices, um, we're forced to, like, grapple with the legacy of, like, I think about the B word as, like, a, as a crystallizing time. And I think this record in particular brings that into the mainstream in a way that um, I don't know had happened before. N.W.A., mis- misogyny, we talked about this on the episode. Automobile. Automobile. Was it? Oh gosh, I, I was going to say fun. It's not as fun. Because um, <laughs> the homies couldn't have none. The homies couldn't have none. The Mon Carter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's about group activities. Uh, <laughs> it's about inclusion. I get it. Yeah. No, it was kind of like it, it, it was executed in such a dark and like really. It sounds oafish. meaner. Meaner. There Wait, you go. what yeah. are we talking about? Which uh, one? Uh, NWA's version of misogyny oh, is meaner. 100%. Yeah. Snoop, 100%. And Snoop, Daz, Corrupt, Warren G, Nate Dog, they're having more fun. Yes. And, yeah. and Dre's in both, so you know, who knows where all this He's actually comes from. But all this, yeah. uh, he's, he's so like. 
rude, kind of. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Still, yeah. There's like a winking yes. thing to it yes. Uh, yes. that I think uh, has aged better. Yes. Then I thought, I listened to Ain't No Fun with kind of like, eh, but um, something that's executed very well musically is going to last the test of time. Yep. So let's, let's talk. I think we're all in agreement that this is a fucking timeless album. Yeah. Like in 30 years, so. they'll still be like. They'll still be talking about this. Right? I don't know who they will be because, you know, the oceans will have risen and will right. be dead. But um, the moon colony. If they will have still a party on like the like uh, proverbial like uh, island where they're making like radios out of coconuts and stuff, <laughs> they're going to play gin and juice at their party. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. The, the, uh, the references, uh, it's colorful, it's fun, the sound effects, you know, the radio show host, like all that, it's 100% timeless. Yeah, and I feel like um, as much shit as I've talked about Dr. Dre on this, this podcast, um, his perfectionist bent is so well used here. The album sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. If you don't use this or the chronic as like your reference, yeah. Like this is like for me, it's like like people nowadays use like Mike Dean stuff or like Sicko Mode or something like that. But like for thirty years before, it was like this is the this is Dr. the high the level chronic. of the art. Yeah. This is the best it can sound. And again, juxtaposing it to the other things that came out in that year, sonically, Dre is light years ahead. Like, um, yeah, it, 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 it's kind of rough because, you know, we're talking about misogyny and we're talking about, like, you know, Dre's prowess. And this is the dude who beat up D-Barnes, you know? Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. So you have to hold both of those. You right, have, right. You have so, to say it. Yeah. So that's not a, you know, sort of ignore that uh, yeah. correlation. But, yes, I, to your point, this album's the, the shiznit. <laughs> <laughs> well said. It's a doggy dog world. Um Nate's Record Corner. Nate's Record Corner is a uh, quick accounting of the absolute shenanigans that went on with this record. Um, G's and Hustlers is only on the very first pressings. Oh, it really? got removed from all the future pressings because sample. of a sample issue. Oh, wow. With Isaac Hayes, of all people. Um, with Isaac Hayes? Yeah. Uh, oh. Or whoever was administering Isaac Hayes' catalog in 1993. Oh, wow. So yeah. uh, most of the covers are wrong? And in it's the track listing. In, in the track listing because the G's and Hustlers will be listed but isn't there. Yeah. And then on many um, issues of it, there's a, there's a song or there's a, there's a credit for a song called The Next Episode, which does not exist. Oh. And it never made any of the versions of the albums, but what? it's listed there. And then the famous song The Next Episode came out on 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even the leaked versions from that time have nothing to do with do that. Do with that actual So there's episode. there are like there's just tons of weirdness with these pressings. This is actually probably like a second pressing to LP with this disgusting, you guys can't see it because it's dark in here. It says digitally remastered at the bottom. Ooh. And this it just looks like a bad DVD it looks from like the a laser bin. It looks like a laser yeah. disc. Thank you, Dave. Yep. Um, it also doesn't have like an inner sleeve with all the comics and stuff. So I really oh. think of this as a CD album. I wore my CD out on this. I flipped yeah. through the comics so many times. The Joe Cool artwork. Have you guys ever seen that thing where real people put yes. on costumes yes. and did that. Uh, you it sent it to me. so gross. It's so weird. Oh, of, of Doggy Style? Yeah, it's like oh. the cover of Doggy Style. Ooh. They've got a guy in like a Pendleton and like Ooh. a girl in a thong like and they're like all colored up like this. It, isn't this it, it looks bizarre. Isn't this the same guy who did the Funkadelic records? Isn't it, T I think, Tito Bell? Is it? I, I don't think that's the case. Okay. Um, really? This guy's it's name inspired. is Joe, Joe Cool. Okay. Yeah, but it is inspired by, and you've even got the rat whose name is Ratatatat. Um, <laughs> he, he should hang out with Chef's Ratatouille. Um, and he's even saying, like, why must I feel like that? Why must I yeah. chase the cat? It's clearly very inspired okay, so, by. So before we get off, before yeah. we, we wrap this up, um, the influence of George Clinton. It's massive. Um, he it cannot is, be overstated. Oh. Cannot be overstated. He's the most important Clinton in history. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The only Clinton it's I listen to is George. Yeah. <laughs> um, George Clinton's influence in what would become G-Funk, and he participated in it as well, right? Like yeah, he wasn't. He's like he fucked the fleas off the <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Being so young and hearing that is so crazy, oh, dude. No, no. Amazing. Uh, when you hear they, the old Parliament records too, I'm like, yeah. this is the same guy from totally, the Parliament. Totally, yeah, it's so no, dope. He, it's so yeah. dope. His influence. Doo-wop singer is such a dirty like talk. You know, totally. it's just crazy. He's really a dirty futurist. Yeah, like there's a lot of people of his time who wouldn't mess around with the ilk of a Snoop Dogg, like they would be 
offended. He was so raunchy, so young yeah. back then totally. that all this makes sense to him. And totally. his, uh, I read half of his autobiography because it's not well written. <laughs> but um, <laughs> his autobiography talks about I would always go look for the music that people said wasn't music. Mm, and, and, and so when he, sh- yeah, when he showed up on rap albums, that's a part of his, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen the thing of him rapping Microphone Fiend. Oh, wow. What? Uh, there's a video of George Whoa. Clinton rapping Microphone Fiend. Oh, I have Fiend. seen that. Yes, it's, it's fairly recent. Yeah, yes. word for word. Yes, So yes. he's a fan of the culture. That's cool. And he not only inspired, like, this is part of his, blue, his musical ideas and blueprint. Oh, plus, they were paying him. Yeah, right. which and is that, super dope. That is a good way to get George Clinton to show up from everything I've ever heard about working with him. Absolutely. And like he, he they were like they were taking huge bits of his iconography and like really like yeah. 100%. Yeah, like just like paying homage especially in, to Parliament. His influence on on hip hop is ridiculous. I mean, Parliament Funkadelics, I mean, if you even just like their costume, their Totally. I yeah. mean, uh, that's their di- that's directly uh, um, Bazaar from D12, the direct lineage. Totally. Of, uh, <laughs> was it Eddie Hazel who wore the the diaper? Yeah, the diaper. <laughs> I can't remember. I which mean, guy even like Melly Mel and all them, the original. Oh like, no! Guys. Yeah. Well, I was right. gonna, I was Before gonna, I was gonna say Bombada and, and Soul Sonic Force, totally. like the, the costumes, the, the, par- the Parliament costumes. Yeah, it's like his his info, and he's one of those guys still alive, despite doing all those drugs. Yeah, he's it's a crazy. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about champion. living legends. Totally. Man. He played uh, the jazz festival like two summers ago. I remember that. Yeah, uh, I, remember I interviewed that. him once for uh, uh, San Jose Mercury News, actually. Oh wow! And I was like, "Tell me about uh, Atomic Dog," and he goes. I was high on acid. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Literally, literally. Yeah. Not being a dick, but like, I've already talked about this. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Why must it be like that? Why must I chase the tab? <laughs> the spaceship, the huge spaceship. God, dude. Oh Ridiculous. God, crazy. Yeah, so none Ridiculous. of this happens without, um, you know, it's kind of in the, the musical genius of, of George Clinton, who was involved. Like, I just, I love, like, the through lines of all of that. Uh, it comes through very clear, clearly one of the, the best rap albums uh, ever made. Um, Gotta be. And you could say that a couple times in the year of 1993. It's been, it's been an amazing journey to, uh, to be going back through these albums. We still got more. We got more retrospectives we're going to do. Hopefully we'll have a cu- couple of guests to join us. Uh, for these retrospectives. We 93 to infinity, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You, you had to. You had to do it. I couldn't, resi- do I couldn't it. resist. The numbers would indicate that people might be tired of us talking about Hilo. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little bit like, oh, okay, I see, I see. Well, we're doing their fourth group album then. Yeah. No, I was kidding. <laughs> kidding. Uh, no man's line. Next time. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tapping in. Uh, if you haven't already done so, you should definitely subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com. Slash Dad Bod Rap Pod. You can get my playlist, Dim, uh, Dim's Gems. You can get Nate's radio show, Fly Sporadic. Hateful screeds against beloved figures. Absolutely. <laughs> you can be uh, in tune with Nate's heel turn. It's all there for you on the Patreon. Uh, please tap in. It's been great to see some folks fell off, but then Nate came back. Because, you know, y'all don't stop. We don't stop. It's a, it's a Daddy Bod world. Dad Bod Rap Pod. <laughs> We'd like to welcome y'all to the fabulous Carolina West. I own this motherfucker. I, my name is Tata. Y'all niggas know who I am. Y'all niggas tan up shit. But we got something old and something new for y'all tonight. Put your hand together for Snoop Dogg and Dog, the Dog Pound, and the Fabulous Dramatics. It's like everywhere I look and everywhere I go, I'm hearing motherfuckers trying to steal my flow, but it ain't no thing. Cause see my nigga you know, some of these niggas is so deceptive Using my styles like a contraceptive I hope you get burnt, seems you haven't learnt It's the knick-knack paddywhack, I still got the biggest sack So put your gun away, run away, cause I'm back Why? Hit em up, get em up, split em up now Tell me what's going on, it make me wanna holler Cause my dollar's coming ozone's known for the break-off So take off your clothes and quit trying to spit at my motherfucking hoes Speaking of hoes, I get to the point you think you got the bomb cause I rolled you a joint music?